Welcome to the alternative. Radiate questions virtual reality. Sponsored by ISEDN.org. Is there life beyond the big four search engines? Are webmasters spending more than they need to? Or leaving money on the table? What opportunities exist on the margins? Spend the next hour exploring paid and free alternatives to the major search engines. Now, step into the alternative with your host, Jim Hedler. Hey, welcome to The Alternative on webmasterradio.fm. We're coming sponsored by the ISEDN.org, and, um, you know, this is another road show. I'm in Vancouver today. I think I've done, like, one, maybe two shows from the comfort of my own desk, but uh, this is going to be a really fun one today. We have uh, Jackie Shervington from I Need Hits, an Australian FEO company, going to be on a little later in the hour. And uh, coming up now, we have our genial host, Dave Davies, with... uh, his take on the news this week. Hey, Dave, how's it going, man? Very well. How are you, sir? I'm great. Dude, I'm back on the coast. It is so nice to be breathing ocean air again and to, um, you, know, you, you, know, you, know, you know, you know that you're on the West Coast when tofu is a serious pizza item. Um, <laughs> it's good being back here. Never a fan of tofu, but the West Toronto. Coast is a good thing. Um, shall we just launch into it, Mr. Hedger? Well, we should. We're running a little bit late today. Sorry about technical difficulties, folks, but um, we're moving ahead. And, yeah, let's, let's just jump in. What do we have today, dude? Okay, well, we can start with, uh, I mean, it's been a fairly slow week, of course, with, uh, with all the holidays and everything here, but that doesn't mean there isn't some stuff that, uh, that should be covered. Um, one, we might as well start out with the um, patents, um, Google's uh, Similarity Engine patents. That's a, that's a good place for, uh, for you at any rate. Um, what do you think? You know what? I think I don't know nearly enough about it. I've spent a week, uh, two weeks at my parents' place in Toronto, and I check this out, man. I have the choice between like dial-up or a really flaky Wi-Fi connection uh, <laughs> that we were leeching off one of the neighbors. I feel like I am so out of the loop um, now. As I understand it, the similarity the, the the similarity patent is all about finding duplicate content. Is that correct? It is indeed. It, it seems to use now. I, I mean, I haven't had a, had the opportunity to, to delve as thoroughly into it uh, as as I might otherwise enjoy. But I've I've certainly got the gif, um, and it seems to to bring in a, a really unique um, function where essentially it's almost creating a image of sorts of web pages, and then comparing that with other images, like a like a sketch, um, and then comparing, and then if two sketches are too similar, then then they trigger a, a duplicate content. Um, where this affects, and uh, it was Bruce Clay who, who really brought this to light in, a, in an analysis, so, so you know we're dealing with good hands on this analysis, um, brought up the fact that in a lot of cases, depending on the way the breadcrumb navigation is used, and if it's used too heavily, or the way that uh, dynamic sites uh, are being generated, they may trigger this. Of course, nobody has, has anything conclusive because we haven't really seen it in action yet. Um, but this may actually start to affect, um, you know, legitimate sites that just happen to have these core elements in place in key spots on their page. I'll tell you the rest of it. Here's the thing that I don't, get, I don't understand. As, as, as I get it, Google was just awarded this patent. It isn't like this is a, a, um, a patent pending or that they're just publishing it. They've actually been given this patent. So haven't they already been doing this? Well, see, there's there's the argument that that in some capacity it, it will have been in there. Um, like I look at what uh, what Bruce's comments were on it and, and these sorts of things. Um, his take from from the way he was commenting seems seems to be that this is something they are going to do, not something they are currently doing. 
Um, with any patents, I always look and go, this is something that chances are they're doing from the from the point that they file the thing, uh, you know, and perhaps even previously to that, at least in, in some testing area. Um, this one's a bit risky, so I think it takes a lot. They may very, I mean, this may well, uh, on the other side of the coin, just be a patent that they applied for and got simply because they don't want other people doing it, which, you know, is, is a strong function of the uh, of the patent in a search engine war. So, um, grain of salt, but Bruce brought up that, Fairly decent warning. I, I'm sure Google is well aware of it if Bruce is, and then that they would be working to uh, to make sure that the wrong sites aren't going to be tripped up. Well, I, I guess the most appropriate question is, what do you tell clients? What do we tell our customers? Um, I think the onus falls back on the SEOs, not just the clients. You know, at the point that we're receiving them, these are things like when we're receiving a site, we have to be taking into account some of these these core functions. We already are, though. We know if sites are not being indexed, you know, prior to, to taking them on as clients. We know if um, there's any serious problems, if page rank isn't being passed internal pages, things like that. Um, so I think from that point, the onus, as it always has, falls back on the SEO and web developer community to make sure that we're aware of these things. The clients don't need to be. We need to be, and we need to make sure that we're taking these things into account while we're developing and working on websites. Um, so I don't think it affects the client that much unless the, the SEOs or developers aren't aware of, of all of the, the potential issues that may, may arise with, um, with detection systems in place like this one. Okay. Okay. Again, um, duplicate content has been a, a red flag at Google for, for quite a while. I mean, the, 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 I, I remember back when, when I was a practicing SEO, this is, this is going back um, two, three years, warning people. About uh, about copying other people's content, or about um, just you know, you, you'd see those pages where they would just cut and paste off of somebody else's site and put it up on theirs, and you know, the first warning is, dude, you're going to get in deep trouble for that. Maybe they're <laughs> going after slogs. Maybe they're going after um, after people who are just using other people's content to flush their own their own content out. Well, that's that's a, a good point. I was reading on uh, Web Pro News uh, a little bit on this issue. That's actually where I found uh, Bruce Clay's. Um, sort of analysis of, of the whole thing, or at least a, a brief quote from it. Um, and one of their things is they're hoping that the people that are just scraping their content, doing essentially what, what you're talking about there, um, that they will get detected. And, and so it may actually provide benefits for a lot of sites, um, you know, like Web Pro News and, and the such, um, and, and certainly take away the incentive to do that um, by the companies that are. Again, you bring up, the, to fall back on your point from earlier, though, this is dependent on it not already being a function that, isn't really working as well as it should, um, you know, that they've already integrated in, or assuming that they, they do integrate this in in a real way uh, at some point in the not-too-distant future. Well, you know, as a, as a content creator, all I can say is go for it, guys. Um, if Google can, can eliminate, um, what's, for all intents and purposes, content theft, um, I mean, there's permission-based content use, and then there's straight-out content theft. And if Google can go after content theft, that, I think that makes all content creators quite happy. I, I totally agree. That would end up saving me, you know, at least a good couple hours a week of having to contact people and saying, "Get this off your site." Uh, oh, you actually <laughs> do that? Wow! I'm, I used to try to do that, but uh, <laughs> it just takes too long. Unfortunately, uh, I've I found when you do catch people who've stolen your content, chances are they don't want to admit it. They claim ignorance and then put a link to you. So uh, it is a good way to, to collect some links you wouldn't otherwise have. <laughs> just yeah. a little tip for people. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Um, oh, okay. 
Um, there's a there's a really interesting article I, I would just like to uh, like to bring to uh, the people's attention by uh, by Kevin Newcomb over at Search Engine Watch. Um, it's right on their homepage. Uh, it's time to see what's in the PPC sausage. Uh, oh, uh, have you read it? Yeah, I read it. I read it a couple of days ago, and it's yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely worth the read, um, and I, I like the quote: "The manifesto got its name uh, from uh, from a quote from Otto von Bismarck." People who enjoy eating sausage and obeying the law shouldn't watch either being made. Uh, but that's where where this uh, where this um, got its name from, uh, and it's basically saying that people who enjoy pay per click ads and, and the traffic they get from them shouldn't watch how those clicks are being made. And it's a it's a pretty good analysis, and and really it's a cry to um, to the search engines with some some serious points that they have to take into account um, for advertisers, and you know basically saying we are the ones spending money. Not all of us have a million dollars per month to spend on budgets. For some of us, a thousand dollars is a lot of money, uh, and you have to listen. And the client is right. Well, yeah, and and you know, with all respect to to Overture and to Google, I mean, I say to Yahoo Search Marketing and to Google, it's called accountability, friends. Like you're billing, you're the dominant advertising model on the web. You're billing people for clicks. You don't got to give away the farm to tell them what you're billing them for. Please let your clients know, and then guys like us won't have these damn click fraud stories to go after. Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, in, in the end, it may save them, but. Um, you know, it would certainly save them a lot of trouble, but, you know, you get into the, the ins and outs of, okay, but how much money are they generating? And uh, we won't launch into those arguments. That's a, that's a five-hour show in and of itself. But um, the, the article is certainly worth a read, and, and an interesting, many interesting points were, were brought up. So anybody at least who is uh, managing PPC accounts or, um, or involved in PPC for their own sites, uh, is certainly going to find it worth it. It's a quick read, just a few minutes, and, and definitely worth it to, to see. Uh, and so they can they can they can find this through Kevin Newcomb's article at, at Search Engine Watch. Yeah, right now it's the top article on Search Engine Watch, so um, so definitely worth it. Well, I mean, I'm seeing I'm seeing all these articles come out, and I, I, I'm, did you get the, I, I saw an article um, in Search Engine Watch the other day. Do you get do you get a feeling there's a, a major backlash forming? Is this just inside the industry, or is this going into the mainstream? There's a big backlash, and, and you're bringing up something I did want to talk about as well. Um, and the backlash seems to be coming at Google right now from about 10 different directions. Um, you know, everything from their PPC, okay, this is a, a totally legitimate point in, in attacking them on, or not attacking, but it at least has to be questioned. Um, and and we, we need some real answers, which we're really not getting at this stage, um, is, is we need the numbers, we need the hard facts. Um, but now I'm, I'm starting to see some of the attacks coming down from, um, you know, back in October. The blog search um, traffic had doubled because they put a link to it from their news section, uh, and, and this was under attack. It was, uh, again, on Search Engine Watch, I found an attack from, uh, from Greg Jarbeau, who no attack on him because he's, he's an excellent writer, um, but calls it shameless self-promotion. Well, any of us <laughs> who own web properties knows if I build a new section in my site or, or if I have a new service that I'm offering in my site, I'm going to link to it from related pages where people might land who might be interested in that service. Like, I think some of these attacks are just getting a little bit absurd, and, and people are now just attacking Google for the sake of attacking Google, um, whereas you know, that just, things like this just make logical sense. If promoting your other properties in your property um, 
you know, that's just business. That's what we all do. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I, I do kind of feel for Google on, on that front. They're, they're really taking it, uh, taking it from all sides. Um, but then you get into areas where, where we can legitimately criticize Google. PPC is one of them. And uh, something I think we wanted to touch on here is uh, some of their advancements into China over the last week. Well, absolutely. Uh, There's um, some oh, sorry. Go for it. No, there there really is some interesting stuff. The the launch into uh, in, or, or the sort of cooperation with China Mobile to start distributing uh, or allowing for search functions on the phones on their mobile phones, which China's a huge user of. Uh, you know, actually, we in North America are are behind the times. I shouldn't just say China. Uh, basically, Asia and Europe lead uh, lead the world in the use of their mobile phones as an actual device for more advanced communications than just speaking. Um, so they've, they've now partnered with China Mobile, putting their, their search functions uh, in there. But again, uh, I think that's great, and that's great for Google and, and, and bringing these, these capabilities into an area where um, they actually may use their phones um, for these capabilities. At the same time, if you look at some of the results that people are showing, you look up Tiananmen Square um, on your, your uh, mobile phone using Google in China, you end up with a bunch of happy, smiling tourists. Uh, and those are the only the only results that you're going to get. So, um, you know, there there does come into play some question as to whether this is really any sort of help, and we're we're just basically helping um, propaganda machines with this. Um, well, okay, okay. You know, I'm 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 going to devil's advocate here, and I okay. I, I find I, I find I'm in this position with a lot of people. Um, there, Google, yeah, Google is in collaboration with the Chinese government. On, on censorship of information in China. But I, I think it's important to point out, so is Microsoft, so is Yahoo, and the big enabler, so is Cisco Systems. I call, I call these guys the tech gang of four, and of all the tech gang of four, I think Google has actually been the most honest and open with um, you know, talking about their motivation, talking about what led them to make these decisions. And um, also, if, if I remember correctly, Google is actually... Um, Publishing a workaround for Chinese users who are either savvy enough or safe enough to use it um, to actually get a full set of results. But um, again, I think Google gets it on the chin for their involvement in China, um, and, 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 and they should be taken to task for, for working for colluding with the Chinese government on censorship. But at the same time, in the same breath, we've got to mention the other three members of the tech gang of four because of them, I think Google's probably sinning the least, at least because they're trying to be open about it. Well, there, there. You know, that is a, an entirely valid point. If we listen back a couple, of, you know, I'm feeling a bit uppity on uh, on Google in the in the defense and <laughs> and, uh, and sort of attacks on them uh, on here today. If we reflected back a couple of shows, I can't remember the exact date, um, but you do also have to look at the fact of okay, we might have they may be limiting the results, but is it better to not be there at all um, to have you know right now at least. Uh, companies like Google, and, and you bring up uh, you know, Cisco Systems and, and Microsoft as, as more good examples, would it be better if they weren't there? Is it going to help the Chinese people to, to get the, as much information as they can and, and these sorts of things if they just didn't exist at all in China and China remained this entirely closed um, environment? You know, I would say in a political uh, sort of tangent, no, it probably is better to have these companies there, even if they are being limited in what they can accomplish. Um, well, indeed, I, I think that's called creative engagement, and either we can either we can censor our involvement with China, or we can try to creatively engage with with the Chinese people. We can, you know, do business with them, and 
business communication and commerce opens all societies, and I think it has to be the, the end goal. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and that is a valid point. I don't like what I'm seeing, but that's because, you know, I live in Canada. Um, but now, uh, touching on that one and moving on to, and now I hope I'm going to pronounce this correctly, Zunlei, X-U-N-L-E-I, um, was just recently purchased by Google as well. Now, this is a peer-to-peer um, where they're essentially showing TV shows and stuff, um, and a, a, a desktop, basically, um, type application for, uh, for Chinese users with an enormous user base, estimated at somewhere around 200 million or something like that, um, with about 120 down- downloads of this software every day. Now, Google just purchased this, so there is, a, a, again, an enormous launch into a huge market, and with their purchase of YouTube, um, Zoom Live at this stage is, was working on um, broadcasting Chinese television, uh, for download, of course, uh, inserting some advertising in there as well. Um, so there's just a, another huge step, and, and some points were brought up that, yeah, now if they can get this software downloaded, get the toolbar installed, well, you know, is there a bigger market? Yes, the U.S. market is, is absolutely huge and, and a leader in, in, you know, sort of uh, web usage at this stage, but, you know, here we now have a billion. <laughs> That's a really big number of people. Um, no doubt. No doubt. So, no, there's a whole bunch of other stuff I want to talk about, Dave, but I'm getting a, I'm getting message from the producers that we got to uh, take a break soon. Now, before we go, before we go off to break, I just want to get a quick announcement in here for Red Rum Tuesdays. Anyone who's in the New York New York City area, Red Rum Tuesday, uh, according to an article by again Kevin Newcomb over at uh, Search Engine Watch, is a uh, it's an informal, no agenda, hang out, buy your own drinks, uh, get together. It's at the Nolita Bar or Nolita House. It happens on Tuesdays. This one's Tuesday, January 9th, 6 to 8 p.m., 47 East Houston. Um, any marketer, any uh, a search marketer or, or an interactive marketer in the New York area, check these, these events out. This, this one would be a lot of fun. So, you know, you get to hang out with a bunch of colleagues um, in, a, in a much more informal setting than a, than a normal conference. And I understand this will be a, an imp- kind of an important one because uh, Dana Todd is... Um, She's currently on the East Coast, but it looks, I understand she's moving to the West Coast. This may be one of her last, last times she's attending there. So anyone wants to get a word in Sempo's ear, this is a good place to do it. Dave, we've got to take a break. We've got to pay some bills. But we will be back in a few moments on the alternatives on Webmaster Radio, and we'll have Jackie Shervington from uh, INeedHits.com. The Alternative on We'll be back after this short commercial break. Google AdSense, how do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? Clicksore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from Clicksore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on Clicksore.com today. That's ClickSOR.com. Your bottom line will thank you. Clicksore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. Want traffic? 
for results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit SearchAdNetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. And now, transport back into the alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedger. Welcome back to Alternatives on WebmasterRadio.fm. Um, we're sponsored by the ISEDN.org. I'm Jim Hedger. Dave Davies is, in, is going to be staying on the line for this part of the interview. And you know what? We're in with Jackie Shervington from INeedHits.com, one of the one of the older SEO firms in the world, um, and also located way, way, way down under, down south in Australia. Jackie, welcome to The Alternative. Good morning. Well, good afternoon. <laughs> you mean it, 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 it's morning down there? It's, uh, yep, it's 7.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, well, thank you so much for, uh, for getting up so early in the morning to, to take part in the show. How's it going down there? It's going great. Yeah, really good. It's summertime down here, so uh, it's been a lovely Christmas period and lots of sun and swimming, and it's all good. Well, you know, with uh, with, with global warming, it's been actually feeling, feeling like summertime up here as well. Yeah, um, kind it, of it is a worry. Just a bit. Well, you know, let's let's not talk about global warming. Let's talk about SEO and search marketing and the internet and the internet Aussie style. Um, you're an Australian company that's been around, that's been working in the SEO field for what, ten years now. Correct. Yeah, t- ten years old. We're older than Google. <laughs> wow. I mean, in, in in internet years, that's that's somewhere around seventy to eighty years old. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And a classic uh, internet startup started in the garage of uh, the founder's family home. Which is where you started up? No, the, um, Clay Cook, the founder, started the business in the family garage, which is sort of a classic you know, internet startup story. So how long have you been with I Need Head? Uh, four, four and a half, five years. How have you found the experience? Right. Uh, I, I came, when I first arrived... Um, I had no idea what search marketing was, and it was still very fringe, and I guess having come from direct marketing, I was interested, but I certainly didn't appreciate at the beginning how exciting and how big it was going to be, and I've managed to enjoy that sort of journey over the last few years, and now I find myself in a very exciting industry that's no longer a fringe. No, we're we're going very mainstream. Um how is that? How does that translate in the Australian market? Um, well, first off, let's, let's let's get back a second about I Need Hits. Do you you're located in Australia, but does I Need Hits primarily serve the Australian market? No, primarily uh, the US is our target market. So about ninety percent of our clients are from the US, probably about five percent from UK, Europe, and or maybe more, and really only a couple of percent from Australia. So we uh, we operate twenty four. Um, well, five days a week, 24 hours, and we serve mostly American. Well, yeah, I was about to mention it's 2 p.m. or just after uh, 2.30 here on the West Coast in the Pacific time zone, so it's just after 5.30 in the, on the Eastern time zone, and you mentioned that it's about 7.30 um, Australian time. How do you guys do that? Exactly. So we, we, just, we run shifts. Um, so I got here this morning, and the lights were all on, and 
uh, some people were leaving and some people were arriving. Um, <laughs> you, how, how large is I Need Hits staff? Uh, there's about 30 people at I Need Hits. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, I Need we Hits don't, is... We don't run the, um, the IT and the sort of service areas don't run 24, but the sales and customer service do. Okay. I Need Hits is a rather interesting company in that you're, 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 a, you're a full-service SEO firm, but you have some, some really low prices. Um, I, I think of the, the, the boutique shops that, that I've worked with where you know, to, to um, make the work pay, we've had to charge in the, in the thousands of dollars. Um, but I, I see $39.95, $19.95, $19.95 um, for various services. Um, but you've optimized 20,334 websites um, since Absolutely. 1996. Yeah. It, well, I guess how it started was really trying to find a way to save people time and do it cheaper than them doing it. And that's really been sort of the mission from the beginning. And we continue to do that. Um, Easy PPC is a really good example that a lot of people don't want to do their PPC campaign. They don't really want to have to understand it. And we really needed to strike a price point that made sense for them. And then we really worked backwards and say, right, how can we, how can we deliver that for that price? Because that's what the consumer is prepared to pay. Um, a lot of it is about automation. So um, we spend years perfecting our systems so that um, a lot of this can be very automated or um, templated. Okay, and how do you find your... Well, you have, let's say it's a new client, um, will use the stereotypical bed and breakfast operation. How would they approach I Need Hits, or I guess more appropriately, how would I, I Need Hits approach that optimizing their project? Well, if, for example, I mean, obviously they come to us and we don't do really anything over the phone. We do support over the phone, service and support, but mostly they would come and buy it online, so they're just buying that um, optimizer kit for $39.95. We have a service team who the job would come through, a number of the steps are automated, um, and we would obviously deliver them their keywords and it's all then automated through our synergy system that what the customer receives a, an email with their keywords and instructions on how to upload it. And so you can imagine if you were doing that without all those systems, that could be an ex- a lengthy process. But when that's been done hundreds of times a week or thousands of times a week, you can do it a lot more efficient. Um. Again, coming from the, the boutique side of the SEO world, where we, where we did a lot of hands-on work, I, I look at I look at the cost here, and I, I think, wow, how can you how can you guys you have a staff of thirty um, or more, twenty four twenty four um, hours a day, five day a week operation? Um, does, it, does it just come down to volume? A lot of it comes down to volume, and and look compared to sort of the boutique shops. We don't, I mean, we are not a Rolls-Royce solution. So if you're getting $1,000 worth of optimization, you're getting better optimization at $1,000. But for a lot of of small businesses, they don't really want to spend $1,000. And when we talk about small business, we're not necessarily talking about someone who's prepared to spend sort of a $2,000 a month budget. They might be spending hundreds. So they they really aren't in the market for $1,000 optimization. So we offer for them something, and for some of these sites, 
spending $50, $100 can actually make quite a big difference, whereas for some organisations it, it really is a drop in the ocean because maybe they're in an intensely competitive industry and you know, achieving that kind of rank improvement for them is a lot harder. But for, you know, for an average business, I mean, one of the first things is to get into Google. So our G-Boost guarantees them or their money back that will get them into Google. And, and that's a huge first step for a lot of businesses. And for $20, they're there. Okay. Um, have you seen, in, 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 I guess in your four years with, with I Need Heads, and, and if you could speak to I Need Heads' 10-year history, how many radical changes have you seen in the market over the last few years? I think overall, I mean, the sophistication of the market is significant, and I'm, I'm sure you'd agree with that. I mean, I remember going to my first SES three or four years ago, and just the quality of presentations, the audience, completely different to you know last uh, this year's or well, last year's now SES. Um, far more sophisticated, a lot more marketing, um, sort of business knowledge in the industry. Uh, not to say that, I mean, obviously those that those early days have actually founded the industry, so I'm not taking anything away from that, but it, it definitely appears to have more sophistication um, and hugely more competitive. Um, one of the things that we... Um, I need hits in the early days had some fantastic advertising links with you know the likes of Alta Vista etc. And these in those days real estate didn't have the value that it has now. And you know we were able to pick up free buttons or well, very 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 cheap buttons which delivered huge amounts of traffic. Uh, these days it's a lot harder to you know find traffic of that sort. Well, I was actually just about to, to ask that question. Is the, are the projects getting harder? Is it harder to get the placements in to satisfy your clients? Yeah, I think you know I've, it is. It is getting harder, but it's also the, ben, the the flip side to that is that people are more and more aware that they need to do it. So, um, you know, five years ago, if you said to somebody you're in search marketing, they'd you know what's that? Whereas now they they understand it. They know that they need to get in that space. So. I think whilst it's getting harder, you've moved from sort of the early adopter to a more early mainstream now. So you've got a lot more people that you can work with. And for a lot of them, they're in industries where there is an opportunity to make a difference. Um, you're in an interesting location being, being in... Well, first off, Australia is a very big place. What part of Australia are you in? We're in the West Coast. Uh, so we're we're at the west coast and we're in the middle of a mining boom. A middle of a mining boom. Mm. Uh, west Australia in the last year has is it's actually I think now equivalent to real estate prices of Sydney. It's just gone through an absolute boom. So it's it's quite remarkable actually. It makes it very ch- challenging because it used to be a uh, very cheap place to um, recruit people and to train and. Uh, it's getting harder. Well, I was curious. If you're, you're on the west coast, you're—I guess you're—you're you're, you're on the Indian Ocean. Um, do you do any business with India or with China, the two emerging internet economies? We 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 looked at China. I guess, given our business model, it's not so attractive for us. Um, in terms, of where we have done some more work is with India. We've actually. Um, 
went into a beta partnership with a company there looking at our PPC and helping us to automate that. Uh, again, you're looking for how do we get that price point down and we found a, an excellent company in India who actually had experience with PPC at the high end and we've challenged them to work with us to come up with a solution for the small business and that's been very successful to date and um, we will look forward to continuing that relationship and I, I guess that was sort of our first toe in the water for partnering Indian companies. Okay, um, I just got another one of the messages from the producers. Um, we're running a little bit late today so we have to take a break for a few minutes. Jackie, I would hope you could stick around on the phone because I'd like to ask about some of the other services and tools that Ivy Hits provides. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in just a few minutes on the alternatives on webmasterradio.fm. Thank you so much. The alternative, the alternative. on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short commercial break. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25 percent recurring commission on all products and services bloggers make sure to check out the botw blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web are your ads managing you tired of click fraud and little or no roi on your pay-per-click search ads take control reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the isedn.org the independent search engine and directory network now free yourself from click fraud bidding and hassles with low cost top 10 exposure for less than four dollars a month from isedn so visit isedn.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the isedn.org. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, TextLinkAds.com. And now, transport back into the alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedger. We're back on the alternatives on WebmasterRadio.fm. We have Jackie Shervington from INeedHits.com. Um, Jackie, I'm looking on your website. Um, again, INeedHits at INeedHits.com. And, um... Towards the bottom, you, there's a number of free tools, special offers, um, optimization reports, submission reports. Are, are, are these offered directly by I Need Hits? Are you offering them in partnership with other companies? Um, and how many of your, your users or clients take you up on them? Uh, all those are offered by us direct, so they're all fulfilled here on site. Um, so we have about five, six service people who are full-time, and then we've 
you know, got a technical department making sure that they're more efficient. So, no, look, it's all done here. And oh, how many of our customers take us up on that? Oh, I wish I had a better understanding of repeat purchase. It's something we're continuing to work on. But, uh, look, it's certainly our existing customers would be a significant um, proportion of our business. And we then recruit from PPC and organic traffic is a very important part of our um, client acquisition. So, yeah, we, we would do oh, about 70% of our business is actually a subscription business. So this is clients that have come to us and we provide them an ongoing service, whether it be ongoing optimization, ongoing submission, uh, and, of course, now ongoing PPC management. You know, how quickly is the PPC management side of the business growing? Very quick, yes. It's great. Uh, look, it started in July. Uh, we were in beta early part of the year, and we're well and truly achieving our targets. Uh, it's, it's, we're very happy with it. Uh, and we're learning a lot too. Uh, we're finding I mean, interesting. One of the biggest challenges we've had in sort of the traditional SEO is SEO, I guess the, you know, the hardest thing is it's not always that easy to demonstrate results. And so, you know, even whether you spend a thousand dollars or fifty dollars, it's it's not an exact science sometimes. So, whereas PPC, you know, we we are finding that it's it's a wonderful tangible solution that you can show what results you're delivering. And we've we've actually started to, you know, found found that we can actually work with the clients, and we're doing landing pages with some of our clients, and really starting to see some success for them. And it's it's wonderful actually. It's it's fun. Do you find there's a tie-in between, you mentioned that you're doing landing page work with your clients, which is, which is obviously PPC work, but is, is there an SEO component to the landing pages? Uh, that's something we're working on. It obviously, it depends on where that landing page is, is hosted. So some of them, we're, for simplicity, we're looking at just hosting it with ourselves. And look, to be honest, I mean, creating landing pages isn't really our core business, and it's not something, I mean, if, for example, um, more web webmasters, you know, web designers provided landing pages that were sort of highly effective conversion um, sites, then we probably would just use them. But we're really just getting around the fact that we do PPC for a client and arrives at a website that's just not performing. So what we're tending to do is, as part of our sort of beta program, if you like, is set it up ourselves. Now, they don't get necessarily the same SEO benefits that they would if it was their own standalone site, if you know what I mean. So, But it's definitely something that uh, through the R&D we will hope to crack that and you know, maybe partner uh, website developers to work with them so that we're not necessarily doing the landing page, but we're tying in the PPC to that. So it's a good sort of parallel offering. Is this sort of an example of how the market is pushing your business to introduce new services as you go along? I think so. I mean, look, we certainly don't want to stand still, and we've we have a dedicated um, uh, team looking at new ideas. We've, uh, we're looking at social uh, search, and well, particularly bloggers. I mean, there are millions and millions of bloggers out there. For so many of them, that is effectively you know a website and so we can't afford to ignore that marketplace because you know uh, certainly for a small business that may be a better solution for them than coming up with a website so we need to look at that so yeah we this industry is changing so quickly we've we've really got to have our our, our uh, crystal ball out there trying to work out what's next and I mean, sometimes 
we get it right, sometimes we don't. Uh, but it, you know, it's exciting trying to stay ahead rather than just sit and watch. I guess you know what will change. So yeah, I, mean, I the the whole blog thing I find particularly exciting, and I'm not quite sure. Uh, we've we've sort of got a, a launch coming up, and that will be phase one. Who knows where that will go? But certainly, I think the the bloggers are. Uh, perhaps neglected at the moment. There's lots of education out there for people to do their own sort of optimization and generating traffic, but there's not a lot of people out there doing it for them. And so we're interested to see how we can partner that market. Well, I've been, I've been reading, um, and I guess everyone everyone's been reading in the uh, the trade journals recently. Um, SEO sort of being painted as as a more difficult industry to work in recently. Um, and what we've established that the work itself is getting different is getting more more difficult. Um, do you find it harder to work as a standalone company? Are you are you drawing partnerships with other companies at all? Um, what, what's your what's your strategy for for dealing with the changes in the industry? I, I, definitely, partnerships is important to us, and probably partnerships more because um, we see, for example, I mean, you know, we see web hosting firms starting to. Have, build a stronger relationship with their small businesses, so it's important that we work with them. Uh, so definitely, we will be. We are investing in partnerships, and there's there's more to come in that space. As far as I mean, SEO getting harder. Um, I wouldn't uh, for our business. Maybe if for the very boutique shops, I can imagine it would be getting harder. And also, there's a lot of competition in the boutique space. There's not. You know, our, our space, A, we're, we're not offering that Rolls-Royce sort of, you know, guarantee first page rank um, service. So it's not as hard. I mean, people, there's still millions of people getting a website that need to get included into Google, so they still want G-Boost. And there's not as many people out there offering that service. But I think it is, it is going to get harder. I think the hardest part is actually uh, recruiting new people. Because mm-hmm. if you take, for example, I mean, if we do PPC on search engine marketing, we're competing with the very high-touch firms who are prepared to perhaps pay you know, a lot more client acquisition because they're going to charge a lot more. Whereas you know, we can't, if you're charging $40, $50 for a service, you can't be spending hundreds of dollars to acquire a customer. So that, that definitely is tricky. Are you finding it harder, harder to recruit new customers or recruit skilled technicians? Uh, no, our new customers. We, we're not our technicians. I guess we we have a pretty good uh, resource pool in WA. Whilst there is the sort of mining drain, anyone who's at university at West Australia, which is around the corner, who's looking at sort of an e-commerce type career, we would be one of a couple of places in Perth that they could um, go to. So we actually we're very fortunate there. We do get some really great. Um, young people that we can bring in. We have a bit of a graduate program. We train them up, and they see. I mean, this is a fantastic learning ground for anyone coming out with an e-commerce or a computer science degree. You know, wants either they want to be a .NET programmer and change the world, or they want to be a uh, SEO guru. This is the place to come, and there's not there's no competition really. Um, how's the market? How is the IT market in Australia? Is it going to get larger? Is it going to break out? Is um you say you only have about five percent of your business there. Do you see? Do you see that growing? 
It's certainly not a core strategy. I mean, it's it's it is growing. I mean, the, certainly we're moving. You see Australia moving more into sort of early mainstream adoption of search engine marketing. In fact, I'm going over to the ad tech in uh, Sydney in February, which will be interesting because uh, it's the first. So that's probably a good indication of where the industry's at. Uh, it's it's not a core strategy for us because whilst it's growing, America continues to have millions and millions of small business that still haven't embraced PPC, which would be our sort of prime target market. I'm, uh, I'm getting a message from uh, Darren Babin, the host of the next show coming up. As I as I said earlier, we're we're running a little bit late today, um, so we're arguing about whether I should whether I should get off the air because <laughs> we're running late and he wants to get his show going. Um, Jackie, there's a hundred more questions I want to ask you, but I need hits. But I'm afraid we are very quickly running out of time. Um, would you be so kind as to be a guest on the show again in the future? I'd love to. It'd be great. Thanks, Jim. Um, well, before you go, I get out of having to feed the kids this morning, so it's all good. <laughs> oh well, geez, we can get you on a whole bunch of times then. You know, do you do you, do you the favor? Um, are there, you, you mentioned that you're going to be an ad tech um, in in Sydney. Are there any other shows that uh, that you're going to be at this year? Uh, definitely, we'll be at San Jose, and I'm just trying to decide whether we go to New York. So we may be at New York, but we're definitely San Jose. We've we've actually been. Uh, lapsed in well we we had a couple of years where we were very internally focused and had a lot to do and i'm now very keen to get out and about and go to a few of these shows so uh you may see me in new york but definitely in san jose well i I hope to see you in new york and i look forward to i always look forward to to uh san jose both shows are a great deal of fun Mm. jackie thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today um ladies and gentlemen that was jackie shervington from i need hits um Check out the site, INeedHits.com. Um, we're just about out of time here on The Alternative, and um, I've got Darren uh, IMing me going, I'm up next, I'm up next, I'm up next. Well, Darren, maybe I'll just join you for your show. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I want to thank, again, I want to thank Dave Davies for being on the show earlier today. And as I said, this is a road show today. It's kind of been a weird show for me because I'm not at my own desk. I'm actually in Vancouver at the uh, Office of Black Swan Manuscript Evaluation and Book Development Services. Um, so I want to thank Nadine Peterson, the owner of Black Swan, for letting me use her office today to do this show from. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week on The Alternative, sponsored by the ISCDN on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs>